It's fine at this angle. It doesn't. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you can. If it's gonna be annoying in front of your face like that, you can drop it a little lower. It's up to you. I'm good. It's uh, good. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome back to Bat Rankings. You can come for Batman, but stay for Anthony. I'm your head scientist, Ben Creighton. With me, as always. Hi, everybody. It's Kenny Wendorski. Kenny, it's it's been another good couple of weeks. We have we have burned through most of our backlog I at know, this point. We're in yeah. trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. We've uh, <laughs> the we've got one in the bank that'll come out this coming Friday, mm-hmm. and then this one will. So we we're still a week ahead. We still do have some backlog. Yeah, but at one point we were like five weeks in advance. So, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 why we do it. But <laughs> holidays and the the wedding and. Yeah. birthday parties and anniversaries it all happens in october and november so yep well <laughs> we'll see if we can build up a backlog a little bit before the holidays happen yeah. maybe i don't know we're recording this uh the week of thanksgiving that's right happy thanksgiving everybody yeah <laughs> did you eat lots of good stuff uh i am actually working this thanksgiving i don't know <laughs> it's uh i yeah that's one of the bummers of working in the hotel world. You gotta, yeah. you gotta work the holidays, but that's okay. That's all right. It's, yeah, be if if you have occasion. I'm not one of those people who who tries to tell people if you go shopping on Black Friday, you're a bad person. <laughs> but but if you do. Just, just be nice to any retail or food service employees or yeah. anybody who has to work over the holiday weekend. Just be extra nice to them. Yeah, that's uh, they're people too. You know, yeah. <laughs> most of them. Most, we're we're doing the best we can, and, so. and the subhumans need kindness all the more. <laughs> but also, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes, indeed. Yes, and today I'm thankful for the subhumans. That we got to see in Batman. Yes. <laughs> now we we have a two parter here. Yes. It is Heart O Steel. Heart O Steel. <laughs> yes, indeed. So we we open up on this Marilyn Monroe looking lady walking into the, the slight spoilers. I will be referring to her as the Marilyn Monroe bot. <laughs> hey, I like that. <laughs> She walks into the lobby of Wayne headquarters, turning the head of the security guard like, oh, hey, hi. Yep. Uh, but she just kind of passes by, leaves, and the security guard notices, oh, she left a briefcase behind. Well, she just went out the door. I can probably run and go catch her. Except I'm not even going to try. No. <laughs> I was like, did I miss that? <laughs> yeah. It's a little, little weird there. But uh, he and his uh, his security guard compatriot... I'll look through this this briefcase. They they're not finding any ID, anything that would let them return it to its owner. So they decide to go out for pizza and leave it in the lost and found. Yeah, we'll worry about it tomorrow. Right? No, you'll worry about it right now because this briefcase sprouts robot legs on a little robot eyeball on a on a bendy stock thing. Yeah, it's like a spider kind of. You'll see this theme a lot. A lot of the robots here have. Yeah, spider-like qualities. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the the yeah the creepy crawly. Yeah, yeah, and I I love all of the robot designs in this episode. It's super retro, super fifties. Oh, yeah. yeah, very like H.G. Wells. Yeah, B horror movie. Mars Attacks. Yes, yeah, 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 very. 
And, and in fact, we're we're gonna get a lot of references to classic science fiction yeah. in this. No, no Asimov references that I caught, which was what I was thinking last time. But. No, but uh, yeah, this movie. If you are a big fan of the the, the realm of robotics or science fiction. Uh, there's so many Easter eggs in this one. Some yeah. of them that you and I both were like, holy damn, they said that. All right. <laughs> yeah. So this, this whole opening sequence, it's got this like big bombastic soundtrack as this robot is making its way into the depths of the Wayne tech R and D department. It's lasering its way through vault walls and picking locks and breaking open doors. And it gets into this vault where it, pops out a little vacuum tube yep. and sucks up a bunch of computer chips. And uh, now Bruce Wayne is in the office. He's trying to leave uh, the security guards that previously helped with the, the uh, briefcase. Yeah. They're like, Hey, Mr. Wayne. All right. Why are you in such a rush? And Bruce yeah. is like, well, I just want to beat it before the alarms go off. No problem. We'll help you out. Guess what? Alarms go off. Yep. And so they escort him into a little office and say, hey, dude, you just stay put while we find out what, what the intrusion is. And of course, Bruce uh, has a secret room that, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. It's like a lazy, uh, what lazy Susan. Lazy yeah. Susan. It spins around and yeah, they you the... know, he's in, he's in gear for Batman. Yeah. The whole corner of the room rotates in yeah. a, as like a, like one of those, uh, bookcase secret doors, except instead of a bookcase, it's the entire like quarter of the room. Yeah. It's really neat. <laughs> it's really cool. So the the security guards are taken out by the little robot uh, with without too much trouble. Batman Batman gives it uh, a little more run for its money. I I love how startled the robot looks. Yeah, it's when got it an sees eye, Batman. An yeah, expressive it's, eye. <laughs> yeah, and the, some elevator doors open or sliding doors, and Batman's standing there, and the robot's just like what? does not compute. <laughs> <laughs> But Batman lassos it, it lasers the lasso away. They have a little little scuffle, but ultimately the robot pops open its little briefcase compartment and a rocket pops out. Right. How did the security guards not notice a <laughs> rocket inside the briefcase? I... This is not a small rocket. This is this would have taken up its entire carrying capacity. Yeah. But I mean it rockets out of there and uh Luckily, Batman, who is on top of the building, yep. has a shed. <laughs> he yep. opens it up and he's got a glider, that uh, a bat glider. Yep. I think our first appearance of the bat glider. I, I think so. You know, we saw something like this. Um, I, we In, yeah. in the uh, Mad Hatter episode. Yes, his Mad as a Hatter. Yeah, he pops out of his ejector seat and a, a hang glider pops out right. of the seat to glide him to safety. I'm not sure if he's meant to be because he follows the the rocket, which goes off to some like beachfront area where the Marilyn Monroe bot retrieves the chips. Right. Right. And she gets into a car and Batman tails the car in the hang glider. Yep. I don't think hang gliders work like that. No, but it, <laughs> it's an exciting chase scene. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he kind of crashes <laughs> yeah um so did you notice speaking of easter eggs the license plate on the car no is r-u-r which is the name of a czech play it stands for rossum's universal robots 
Oh, okay. And and that is where the word robot comes from in the English language. Okay. Yeah, so your little little Easter egg there. Well, they, uh, yeah, Batman, he crashes uh, on the beach. Yep. And he's (laughs) able to wake up. He drags his bat glider into the bat cave where Alfred is like, I wish you'd be so much nice to your toys. (laughs) And uh, Batman has this... uh, robotic i don't know what you would call it like a yeah it's like a like a set of arms that descend from the ceiling to take the the bat glider off and I store it for it. Yeah. yeah something and uh so batman's telling alfred what had just happened that he's being involved in wet work uh the building of ai yep. at wayne tech and he's telling alfred we're working on uh, chips and designs that will actually have thinking machines. Yeah, you you can tell this is early 90s when some of these concepts are a little new or maybe it's just the fact that it's a children's program, but he does he does a lot of explaining. Yeah. Like you imagine this episode coming out today and you're kind of making that circular get on with it motion yeah. with your hand like yes, we we all watch the bad Steven Spielberg movie. <laughs> we know what AI is. We we know, we know what robots are. Yeah. <laughs> we know they'll turn evil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, luckily, what they needed, they had the chips, but they needed these blueprints that were stored in the computer. This rocket briefcase thing was not able to get those. Yep. And right around this time, Batman gets a call from Lucius Fox informing Bruce Wayne of the robbery. Uh, Bruce meets with Lucius, also with, you know, Jim Gordon's been called in to investigate, of course, and brings along with him. His daughter, Barbara. There's Barbara. Hey, it's Barbara. Uh, Batman, or Bruce Wayne, rather, greets her warmly, familiar, familiarly. <laughs> That's a hard word to say. In a familiar manner. What was the best was watching you pronounce it. That was, I was watching you, like, <laughs> like leaping over a hurdle. You got it, though, I right did, on. Did, did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, gives her a little hug and says, yeah. Oh, you've grown. Get out of my mind. I'm sitting here thinking. Run, These two canonically bone down later. Much too That's true. <laughs> it happens in between this series and Batman Beyond, but they were a thing for a while. And yeah. it's real creepy considering that Bruce has apparently known her since... She's college age now, so probably like, you know, 19, 20. So yeah. he says it's been like four years. So since she was at least like 16. Yes. Probably younger. Yes. That's gross, Bruce. Yeah. You're a creepy dude, Bruce. <laughs> Which makes watching uh, the, the last laugh yeah. or the or, killing uh, joke. The sorry, killing, joke, killing yeah. joke. Even much more worse. It's like, ugh, ugh. Yeah, I yeah, childhood. Ah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, no, not but, okay. Uh, for, for those who haven't seen The Killing Joke yet, uh, Batman. Uh, and, don't. Well, read, don't. Read yeah. the comic book. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Bat, Bat and, uh, Batman and Barbara bone down basically on screen. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really super key. awkward. And yep. I think universally reviled. But Yep. <laughs> that was that was in the, uh, the first act that they tacked onto it to make it feature length. That yeah. was not an adaptation of the comic. You didn't need it, but it was in there. Yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, here we are with the first introduction of Barbara Gordon, voiced by Melissa Gilbert, who uh, our parents would probably know from Little House on the Prairie. Yep. <laughs> uh, she's a great, great voice. Yeah. I, yeah. I enjoy her as a Batgirl. Yeah, she does get recast later, but uh, yeah. I, I think here and in her next appearance, it's Melissa Gilbert. Right. And yeah, she's she's real good. So... Uh, here, here we're introduced to Rossum. There also, yeah, namesake from the play, there Rossum's Universal Robots. Uh, Carl Rossum, uh, he is the other, besides Wayne Tech, the other big player in the tech industry that's involved in AI development. And so Bruce pays him a visit to see, if, did anybody try to sell you these stolen parts or, you know... Have you heard anything? Do you know anything? And how did we not know this as kids? Rossum's yep. company is called Cybertron. Cybertron Industries. <laughs> Which is the, you know, the Transformers home planet. Yep. <laughs> how did we not know that? I don't know. Good Lord, I'm a bad, bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, we, as kid, like a lot of this Rossum's Universal Robots, I didn't know what that was yeah. as a kid. Uh, Cybertron should have stuck should, out to That us. should have popped out like right away. Yeah, but here's your 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 next guest actor and your next Easter egg, the guy who plays Carl Rossum, uh, William Sanderson, also played a part in Blade Runner. Yeah, and he basically yeah his part in Blade Runner was to make uh, syndicates, right? Uh, uh, replicates. Replicates. Yes. And in, in in this episode, spoilers, they are called duplicates. Duplicates. So it's totally different. Yes. Uh, legally distinct, <laughs> non-copyright infringible <laughs> duplicates. But still, you know, I, once again, another fantastic voice actor. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's real fun. You get a lot of good voice actors in this episode. And a lot of great uh, nods to the genre yep. of, of science fiction. Yep. So yeah, Rossum gives gives Bruce a little walking tour of it's like Willy Wonka's robot factory yeah. up in here. Runka lunka dunkety darn guards. Everything's a robot. <laughs> and uh yeah, espresso machine uh that comes out of like a, a spinning lamp, uh, uh a footrest that makes a fax ma- machine noise when it rubs your feet. <laughs> Trash cans later on will turn into robots. It's it's great. It's beautiful. Yep. And we are also introduced to Hardak, the big giant mainframe computer that's running the whole operation. And Hardak is not Hal, but yeah, he's pretty it's Hal. Hal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. And we're also introduced to Randa Dwayne, who we're not meant to recognize at first because she's got this. She says she just came out of some kind of cold room. So right. she's all dressed up in this futuristic cat suit with a hood that covers her hair. But uh, Bruce is she's she's Carl uh, Rossum's assistant and Bruce is getting real flirty with her. Yeah, she's she's drawn very attractive. A Bruce Tim. Yep. Design. Bruce Tim style. Uh, she's also voiced by, if you haven't seen Police Academy, she's uh, Big Boobs Callahan. <laughs> so, uh, which Ben has never seen Police Academy. I, I just found this out. Yeah. I, I'm i sure I've seen parts of it on cable, but I've never sat down and watched the whole thing. It's so. shockingly, well, the first one is really funny and then it, that's enough. You don't need any more of the sequels. But Yeah, that's, that's a lot of your long-running yeah. series <laughs> from the 80s. Yeah, Revenge <laughs> of the Nerds 1, great. And then after that, no more. Don't don't watch them anymore. Yeah. But. Also, watching Revenge of the Nerds 1 is a little rough these days, too. Oh, not, no. <laughs> not, not, not so much... Not so much because the comedy didn't age well. Certain other things didn't age Are well. Are you talking about the sex in the, the uh, yeah. sex in the Darth Vader suit? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's there's a word for that. It's called rape by fraud. It's yeah, not okay. That's, that's um, not okay. Revenge of the Nerds. 
But it's okay because she enjoyed it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The look on your face when you looked at me. <laughs> that, if if sarcasm had a face, that yeah. was the face right there. Look, we all did things we weren't proud of in the '80s, but some of us had the excuse of being eight years old. What's your excuse, writers of Revenge of the Nerds? <laughs> it was filmed down at the U of A. Oh yeah, uh, uh. I went there. Bear down. <laughs> but anyway we're getting we're off topic here to back to i noticed we always do this when we yep. have a couple of weeks off yep we just start going off on these weird tangents <laughs> and then we kind of have this realization like oh shit we're supposed to be talking about batman be back to Batman. Back to batman. <laughs> so we're intercutting between this scene of getting introduced to hardak and and randa duane intercutting between that and Speaking of sci-fi references, very Terminator. We're seeing this like yeah, uh, metal endoskeleton Terminator style creature being created. And uh, as we cut back and forth, Batman's flirting with Randa. He asks her out on a date. She accepts. And as the scene ends, we see that what's being created is a robot duplicate yep. of Jim Gordon. Yep. And then the big other reveal at the end of the scene is Randa pulls her hood off and shakes her hair out. <gasps> She's the Marilyn Monroe bot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's see here. Commissioner Gordon gets replaced. Yep. He gets uh, the, the Gordon bot calls on him at home, rings his doorbell. Uh, the Monroe bot zaps him with a taser and he is quite clearly replaced by his robot duplicate who is, uh, you can tell he's a robot and evil because he bitch slaps Barbara Gordon's beloved teddy bear. Bitch slap. Oh, snap. Yes. Uh, and he, he, he only says, fine. It's yep. fine. I'm fine. Dad, are you fine. okay? Is everything all right? I'm fine. Are you mad at me? No, you're fine. Do you not like the pot roast? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he gets replaced. And then uh, the date happens, right? Yep. And we get an, a, another bunch of intercutting between uh, Bruce and Randa's date. Meanwhile, uh, she has come to meet him for the date at Wayne Tech headquarters. And she leaves behind, this is her MO on Bruce Wayne's desk, a makeup compact, which turns out as soon as they leave to be a robot with yeah. technically robot legs. Yeah, it, uh, it opens up. It's got uh, an, another eye and it starts downloading all the schematics that were not available the first time of the break-in. Yep. So Bruce is, is called in once security detects this second intrusion. He has to interrupt the date. The, the little robot is not able to get the correct data because Bruce, always thinking, left a dummy file in the system. The real file is on his computer at home. But since he was called away, he left the Monrobot there in stately Wayne Manor. Uh, she zaps Alfred with a taser, discovers the Batcave. Yep. And hacks into the Bat computer, presumably gets the files she was looking for. But our big cliffhanger ending of part one is Batman returns to the Batcave and gets grappled by his own robot arms that were repairing the Bat Glider earlier. Yep, drags him all the way up and cue credits. And then we go to part two. And I don't know if you noticed this, both animation 
looked pretty fluid, pretty solid. Yes, I think this is our first two-parter. I did research. I was good podcast Ben. Good today. podcast Ben! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> This is our first two-parter where both parts were animated by the same studio, okay. Sunrise in this case. This was a very well done. And we have noticed this with Two-Face. Um, there might have been another one off the top of my head I can't think of. But mm-hmm. there's usually a distinctive break between part one and part two. This one, it was a smooth transition. Nothing, yeah. nothing was out of ordinary, you know, out of place. Yep. So we we open back up right where we left off. Batman's fighting his grapply arm ceiling robot. Makes a relatively short work of it. Uh, meanwhile, Robo Gordon is pulling strings at the police uh, at the police station. He's sending Bullock to go get another statement from Rossum, and by the way, get replaced by a robot. He's calling Bruce Wayne up and giving him an an invitation to the Gotham Club to. Hey, would you like to come get replaced by a robot? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that for a, for a Christmas party or something. Hey, you want to be replaced by a robot? <laughs> Season's greetings. <laughs> Everyone's getting, you get a robot. Right, you, you get, get a replaced robot. by a robot. <laughs> Because uh, Carl Rossum, he's walking in on hard act saying, you, you've been making duplicates without me? That's not okay. I'm going to have to reprogram you. It's so weird. You know, I never would have thought that this would have gotten out of hand. Yeah, I can't imagine why <laughs> my plan to replace humans with robots could possibly have been problematic how could this have gone bad but it does and <laughs> hardak zaps him with speaking of animation this is a yeah. beautifully animated scene he he's got these hardak has these two little antenna looking prongs it's like ears yeah. yeah almost look like ears and they normally have like electricity zapping but it turns into flames like shooting up like yeah. hellfire which turns into a laser beam that zaps Carl and Carl is engulfed in flames. Yeah. And my eyes are wide. Like, did you just murder this guy <laughs> by setting him ablaze on fatality? Oh no. The, the flames subside and he's fine. He's, he's fine. He's breathing heavily. He's breathing, but yeah, but yeah, that was, I noticed that standout animation too. That was a, a yeah. great shot. Yeah. It was very, very well animated and, like kind of horrifying yeah. it looked like a like something out of a fatality in yeah. mortal combat or something <laughs> uh mayor hill gets replaced yeah we had a joke about that <laughs> it was uh jordan. yeah J- jordan three weeks later says you know dad i i can't help but notice you've been so much more affectionate lately i'm fine <laughs> i'm fine too dad would you like to see a magic trick Magic tricks are fine. <laughs> What'd you think, Dad? <laughs> it's fine. <sighs> I've never felt such fatherly approval. <laughs> Jordan and the duplicate on Fox. <laughs> but uh, the, yeah, he gets replaced. Bruce Wayne is about to get replaced. Yep. But uh, but before that happens, uh, Barbara, who's the person who's in the know here, she's noticed that. Her dad is way more fine than he's ever been before. <laughs> and so she gets up to the top of uh, to the roof of the police station and sets off the bat signal. And she's explaining to Batman, I did. I can't put my finger on it, but dad's acting real weird. Yeah. And Batman says, I'll look into it. Then Bullock is up there. Yep. And Which, 
Robo Bullock acts a lot more like regular Bullock he's, than Robo Gordon acts like regular maybe Gordon. Maybe it's because he's a later duplicate. Maybe. Maybe they got better better information on his personality somehow. Yeah. I don't know. But he's a dick. He's a dick both ways. He's yeah. uh <laughs> flicks a toothpick at Batman. <laughs> and Batman's like, alright, I'm gonna leave because uh this sucks yep <laughs> and, but then uh bullock like grapples him big old bear hug uh and starts squeezing him super tight and he's like, you're not going anywhere batman yep and uh big old scuffle fights yep batman and barbara have to have to take on robot bullock and eventually wind up shoving him into the the bat signal where he gets great. yeah zapped electrocuted <laughs> and barbara for a second you can tell she thinks she has committed murder against a human being which is good show the consequences of your actions i thought that was a, a good touch yeah. i like that yeah it just, wasn't just like yeah we got him no it was like holy shit we just fried a guy yeah, yeah. like tears welling up in her eyes but of course all his fake robot skin falls off and you see that it is a robot skeleton Terminator man. With, was it just me or did his like metal (coughs) robot skull have just the dumbest derp face? Yeah, it was, uh, (laughs) it's pretty goofy. It doesn't, the other skulls don't look like it. So we, we cut to Bruce, uh, Bruce decides in the middle of all this weird stuff's going on. Robots are replacing people. I better go join this exclusive club because it would be rude to refuse Mayor Hill. No, yeah, the mayor invited him. Yeah. Go. (laughs) So, yeah, Batman shows up at the, or Bruce Wayne, rather, shows up at the Gotham Club where he gets attacked by all the robot duplicants. And this was great because they do walk around like spiders at one point. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) After a while, they've, you know, he's clearly stealth is of no more use so they yeah just drop all pretense of being human and they start like their heads are moving backwards they're walking around on all fours upside down like spiders it's it is a cool scene and they go uh bruce gets onto a uh, elevator they stop the elevator and start crawling up towards him he hops out in his batman uniform i don't know where he got that from but yeah yeah that was a real quickie change (laughs) uh he's melting the cable uh for the elevator and the spider robots crawling up after him but luckily just in the nick of time the the cable snaps elevator falls down in a wonderful bit of animation you see all the floors of that elevator falling down to the ground and then big old you know smash Yep. So meanwhile, uh, Barb, Barb Gordon, she's been told, go someplace safe, stay with a friend for a couple of nights while I figure this out. She's having none of it. Nope. She's getting together a little junior detective kit, her yep. little flashlight and her, and her compact and heads off to Cybertron. Yep. To Cybertron. She knows where robots come from. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> she's able to break in. She takes her little makeup contact and, and, blows some of the foundation powder onto the keypad to show which buttons have been pressed, pops up some, you know, shows some fingerprints. And so uh, now I did the math on this. So four of the keys on this nine keypad have fingerprints on them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So assuming a four digit combination, and since we know all four keys are used, we're assuming they don't repeat. There are 24 possible combinations. She gets it in one. Yep. (laughs) but uh she immediately one of the one of the lobby trash cans turns into like extends its little robot arms it's a robot too and it captures her 
I like the design of this robot in particular. It looks like the uh, the robots from, did you ever see a movie called Castle in the Sky? It's also, in no. some markets, it's called Lapita, but... Uh, no, it doesn't ring a bell. Yeah. Not in the U.S. because that's spelled like La Puta, which would be Spanish for the prostitute. <laughs> so oh, they renamed oh. it for the American market. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a Ghibli movie and it's, uh, yeah. Oh, I've only seen one of those. Uh, Spirited Away. That's, yeah, that's, uh, that's the only one I've ever seen. Uh, if you get the chance to see uh, Castle in the Sky, it's it's maybe not quite as good as... I mean, it's still a great movie. All of their movies are great. But the English dub is fantastically okay. terrible. It has uh, James Vanderbeek, uh, who is clearly not used to... The, the process of dubbing for anime, since the mouth has already been animated, mm-hmm. you have to kind of time your delivery of the line to match the mouth movements. It's a very specific skill that the beak clearly it's his first time because it it comes out with this weird stilted cadence and he winds up sounding like a canadian on south park buddy my name is mr sticky dick in my bowels and we are going to learn canadian also the main villain is voiced by mark hamill whoa yeah and okay spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen this you know 30 year old or however old movie but uh you're not supposed to know he's the villain at first, and he doesn't really sound like a Mark Hamill voice that you would recognize. You've bungled things, sir, and now I must fix them. Except as the plot progresses and he becomes more and more villainous, his voice changes from just a guy into basically the Joker. I simply don't understand. The same technology that kept Laputa airborne also made it a major power that once dominated the entire planet. Oh, it's great. Nice. <laughs> well, let's check this one out. Yeah, it's it's a fun watch. <laughs> and you see and it's got the beak. Yeah. I've never heard of him referred that way. I assume that's what all his friends call him. And I want to be yeah. his friend. Hey man, who who should we invite over? We'll definitely invite over the beak, yeah. bro. Uh, I forgot about the beak. <laughs> Look, man, it's Beekman's world. We yeah. only live in it. <laughs> There's another reference for you, kids. <laughs> anyway, back to Batman. Anyway, back to Batman. <laughs> Barbara gets kidnapped, you know, taken hostage by these uh, by these robots. Batman busts in, and Hardak uh, knows that he is contractually obligated at this point to explain his entire evil plan. Yep. To our two heroes. Which is pretty much, essentially, robots take over the world because humans make mistakes. Yes. Carl Rossum's daughter died in a car accident, so he came up with this idea to... And I'm always real confused over what was Rossum's original plan because he says, no, Hardak's taken it too far. It was to replace human error. Yeah, with robots... Except, so this is basically Miles Dyson from Terminator 2, right? Like, Imagine a, a jet airliner with a pilot that never gets tired, never makes mistakes, never shows up to work with a hangover. But Rossum's daughter died in a car accident. Right. And he's not designing self-driving cars. No. He's designing 
human-like robots that can <laughs> undetectably replace. So is he planning on replacing everyone with a driver's license? I don't, yeah. What is happening here, That's Carl? why when he's like, you've gone too far, it's like, Carl, your plan already was pretty evil. So. Yeah, yeah don't, uh, don't try to weasel <laughs> yeah. out of this one, buddy. <laughs> uh, then you get your third act. Yeah, uh, big, big silly fight scene. Apparently Batman's packing grenades. Yep. <laughs> which is great grenade explodes uh everything's kind of coming down luckily bullock uh hill yeah um, everybody Gordon, who's been replaced they're fine they get rushed out yeah uh, hardak didn't kill them he kept them in some kind of suspended animation so that he could continue to study humans right okay sure sure uh barbara runs back in to help batman uh explosions are going everywhere finally you can take a shot oh you can take all the shots you want <laughs> <laughs> lots of lots of explosions here barbara helps uh pull batman to safety uh and uh, carl says i had no idea it'd go this far and mayor hill says i'm sure that's what the investigation will show as well <laughs> okay it's, we'll... Uh, unless it's a competent investigation <laughs> in which case you're going to jail for a long time yeah, buddy. Man, um, <laughs> yeah, i think you're you would be screwed but yep. uh, and that's uh heart of ice yeah. or heart of ice <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> icy steel um, uh, <laughs> oh hold on damn it <laughs> I've got heartache in my basement. <laughs> Damn. The Terminator's Blade Runner yeah, flies at midnight. Exactly. <laughs> what, what is this one? Heart of Steel? Heart of Steel. Heart of Steel. <laughs> Steely Dan. There we go. <laughs> Kenny, whew, did this episode hold up? Yeah. Yeah. It's. I, I think I was kind of not wrong last time when I said uh, some of these two-parters can have trouble keeping the pacing up because, yeah, it's... This one you could, I could now as an adult seeing behind the curtain, I could see some of the tricks it pulled to try to keep attention from flagging. Right. It does a lot of cutting in between two different scenes that winds up being kind of unnecessary, but it's kind of just there to keep the pace snappy. I feel like there were some long takes where you would watch a robot walk all the way to the end of a room and then transform into a trash can. It's like, you don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need that, but they, they needed to fill the yeah. 40 minutes or so. Yeah. On the other hand, the animation's beautiful. Yeah. Good lighting. Yeah. Good lighting. Good voice acting. I love the robot designs. Right. I, the plot's pretty, pretty basic straight ahead. Robots are evil and trying to take over, but eh, whatever. It's yeah, Batman. It's Batman. It's, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's a, uh, it's a fun introduction to Barbara Gordon. She's, right. you know, she, she gets a lot to do. Uh, she does, you know, she's still a woman in Batman. So she does eventually get kidnapped. Right. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she does help out at the end. Yeah, she, she yeah. She helps Batman to freedom. Yep. She, uh, yeah, she has a little moment where, uh, you know, she's a girl. So, of course, she ha she takes her makeup compact everywhere. <laughs> uh, a robot's zapping her dad in the face with a laser and she reflects it with her little makeup mirror. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes behind the little robot and there's one switch. Yep. A little switch and she turns it and the robot turns off. And we immediately <laughs> thought of the Simpsons <laughs> Halloween. Yep, here's your problem. Someone set this thing to evil. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. It's yeah, fine. It's 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 good. It's a solid episode. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. But let's see how much just exactly how much fun it is with some science. Okay. 
I'm a disciple of science. I know the universe is in full compliance with All nature. right. All righty. So let's, uh, hold on. I'm going to turn on this button right here. Okay. Uh, charge up this. Okay, it's charging. Okay. Did you, uh, did you have the knobs twiddle? The knobs are good. Oh, we got to calibrate. Remember? Ooh, always calibrate. That's where Bookman's went wrong. Yeah, exactly. Calibrating. Beakers are boiling. Yep. Uh, Bunsen burners are, uh, you know, they're extinguished because it's a fire hazard. Yeah, that's true. But they're here, and that's what's important. Yeah, and lab coats on. Lab coats on. Pants is off. Woo! All right, here we have our big master list of 34 episodes. Now, I reiterate, you do not have to do them all. I, I, it's a self-imposed challenge that I welcome. <laughs> Two-Face, see no evil, cat in the claw, but where the gray goes perchance to dream. Robin's reckoning, heart of ice, laughing fish. Eternal Youth, Pretty Poison, The Forgotten Joker's Favor, Feet of Clay, Clock King, Vendetta, The Last Laugh, Nothing to Fear, The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne, Dreams in Darkness, Appointment in Crime Alley, On Leather Wings, Christmas with the Joker, Mad as a Hatter, Night of the Ninja, Fear of Victory, P.O.B., Prophecy of Doom, Be a Clown, The Cape and Cowl Conspiracy, It's Never Too Late, The Underdwellers, Hammerman, Nobody's Perfect, Catch, Scratch, Fever, and I've Got Batman in my basement! Yeah! Oh my god! <laughs> I think that's my favorite one you've oh done so far. That was good. Had a little hiccup in the middle there. I have to, it's so long, no, I have to you, scroll now. You bounced back. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. A random number generator is Heart of Steel. I almost typed in 34 or 24. It's 34. Okay. Is Heart of Steel better or worse than number 20? Appointment in Crime Alley. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Appointment in Crime Alley was a pretty mixed bag. Yeah. This one wasn't perfect, but I think it was it was stronger. Yeah. Uh, the Easter eggs alone made this super enjoyable for uh, for me anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can. <laughs> I I'm a big sucker for when you can tell the writers are having fun, yeah. just hiding little yeah. things, getting getting their attention to detail on. All right. Is Heart of Steel better or worse than? Number 17, Nothing to Fear. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Nothing to Fear had Anthony. Who, me? It did. And God rest his soul. God rest Anthony's soul. I don't know. Do you, I light a candle every day it's, for that. That, <laughs> that, that beautiful man. Now, we didn't really talk much about do, you, do the duplicants, do you think they count as mooks for the purposes of ranking Anthony? That's interesting. I wouldn't because I think Randa would be considered a mook. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like either they're all mooks or none of them are mooks. Because well, Hardak would be the ultimate villain. Yeah. Hardak is, yeah, is ultimately the villain. I think the duplicants count as mooks. Okay. All right. So let's actually, depending on how you want to count a mook, I think we have a few to go down here. So let's try and handle them rapid fire here. Okay. Uh, Randa. The highest of the high. Yeah. I, I I think she's bringing the most value out of everybody. She is the right hand mook. She is she is to Hardak as Harley Quinn is to the Joker. I concur. Okay. So I, I think a strong 500 from Randa. I concur. In fact... I'm going to say six. She, wow. She's bringing a lot to the table. She's, she's seducing Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. She's resourceful. She's intelligent. She's, she's bringing a lot of mook value. Okay. All right. So 600 for Randa. Uh, how about the briefcase? I think that counts as a mook. 
Wow. We, uh, yeah, sure. I, I think the briefcase and the compact both count as okay. like, like they're roughly equivalent. They're doing the same job. <laughs> okay. So these like low level, these non-human robots. <laughs> um, oh, I mean, they're doing what they do. They don't have a lot of heart though. They don't have a lot of heart, but they do bring a lot of MOOC value. They're hacking into computers. True. They're, they're getting through security. So I'm going to say <laughs> less heart, but still a lot of value. I'm going to say 500 a piece. Okay. All right. So we've got the Bullock Bot. Bullock Bot. I think the Bullock Bot has a lot of heart. Yeah. He's he's taken joy in his yeah. work. Uh, you want to do 500 for him too? I, I think 500 for him okay. too. Yeah, less less value cuz he's just straight muscle, okay. but but more heart. Uh how about the Hill Bot? The Hill Bot? he's fine. Yeah, he's he's fine. I'm going to say 450. 450. You know, pretty good. And the Gordon bot, he's he's fine too. Uh, yeah, slightly less. I mean, he is he's just really goofing up his whole job yeah, of blending he's, in. He's, so uh, I'm going to go probably 2 230. 230. Yeah, I I, I can okay. I can dig on 230. All right. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there there are a couple of other miscellaneous duplicates, but I I don't think they they give enough of an impression I individually. I guarantee you this is the only podcast ever where a briefcase was <laughs> talked about <laughs> in a in a in a a hired goon sense. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yep. But still, overall, as a total package, yeah, I agree. This this episode, better than nothing to fear. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. Is Heart of Steel better or worse than number nine, Eternal Youth? Pregnant women are smug. I kind of think Eternal Youth is better. I think I need to find a good sound effect to represent our pregnant pauses <laughs> because I cut them out in the per- in the interests of keeping these podcasts snappy. But I think it's useful for the yeah. audience to know, like, we're not making snap judgments Dude, here. Dude, we just ranked a briefcase. So. Yeah. We are getting down and dirty with that science, okay, people? <laughs> a briefcase robot. Yeah. Um, I would say Eternal Youth is better. I think the fact that it's simpler works in its favor. Yeah. I I mean they're both pretty simple. The the big difference is that that Eternal Youth the just by virtue of being a, a single parter is able to tell its simple story a little more economically. Yeah. I think this one was purtier. I I really like all the goofy robot designs, but you know, you you weigh that up against the people trees, and I think that those elements, those design elements, kind of cancel each other out. I think the villain's idea of uh, stopping uh, b- bad polluters or whatever you want to call them by turning them into trees, yeah, is <laughs> it's a little more creative. It's a little more creative, and even though it's, let's face it, it's bizarre it's outlandish yeah it makes a little bit more sense than my daughter died in a car crash i'm going to replace humanity with robots yes 
Yeah, you, at that point, you should just go full Astro Boy, just replace your daughter with a crime-fighting... <laughs> yeah, just make a new daughter. Yeah, it's fine. That's what they did in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Just make yeah. a new daughter. Yeah, everybody wants a new daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's my vote. I would go Eternal Youth. Yeah, yeah. When, when we break it down with science, I wasn't sure, but okay. I'm you. I concur, fellow scienceman. All right. All right. In that case is... Heart of Steel, better or worse than number 15, Vendetta. I think it's better than Vendetta. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. yeah. Vendetta was solid, but I I think all the classic sci-fi references elevate this a little more than yeah. a little above merely solid. Yeah. All right. In that case, is Heart of Steel, better or worse than number 14, The Clock King? I think the Clock King's better. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's real close. I I think. I mean, the Clock King is a better villain than Hardak. He's he's just more fun. Yeah, I, I think, think you're right. I think the, the Clock I think King's the music better. was better in Clock King, and yeah. then remember the origin of him, where the camera zooms in on his screaming face. Yeah, yeah. They took like a a chance uh, they were definitely doing something different whereas hard act was pretty much yeah it was standard animation fare yeah it was it was kind of it was taking a genre that that exists and bringing it into the world of batman which is a fun novelty yeah but the clock king is is its own weird fun right, thing right so okay yeah i i think that does it that puts heart of steel at the new number 15, just ah. below the Clock King and just above Vendetta. Okay, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, seems about right. Yeah. Man, this is, like I said, this is a personal favorite. And seeing it clock in at number 15, I mean, that's that's not wrong by any means, but that just, that just testifies to how flipping good Batman <laughs> is. That there are 14 episodes better than Heart of Steel. I will say this. I was never a big fan of, I didn't hate it, but mm-hmm. I was not a big fan of Heart of Steel. That's why when I was coming in, I was like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. As an adult, I found more joy in this. And I think it's because of the Easter eggs yeah. and the little gimmicky transformation of the robots. I appreciated it more as a 38 year old than I did as a 10 year old. (laughs) I can hear that. Well, let's see if we will appreciate next week's. You're so smart. Why aren't you rich? Yep. There it is. (laughs) You're so smart. Why aren't you rich? This will be our introduction to the Riddler. I, I do love this episode. I think it's a little stupid, but as I recall, it's one of my, Guilty pleasure episodes. Yeah, I have. I remember the premise, which is that the the Riddler got his the the intellectual property rights to a computer game that he designed, basically mm-hmm. jacked from him by his employer, and he yeah. wants revenge. I couldn't tell you anything about what happens after that. Uh, there's a maze and a minotaur. Yeah, like and, uh, they have to go inside the game or yeah. something. Well, that one you're you might be confusing that one with a, a virtual reality yeah. episode with Riddler. Also, I I want to say that even even at the time, like anything that has to do with with computer games or technology, 
in in a show like this winds up being kind of instantly outdated. Yeah. So it might be might be pretty interesting to uh <laughs> to look back at this in the year of our Lord 2019. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, see what people in the 90s thought a, a cutting edge computer game was going to be like. I am excited though because the Riller when I was a kid was my favorite villain. So when I got older, the Joker became my favorite, but the Riddler at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I was very excited to see him on the television screen. So, well, it should be, should be interesting, but until then, Kenny, where can folks find you on the internet? You can find me at risk Carlton dub mountain or, Oh, I mean, uh, (laughs) you can find me at white ski TV on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can find me at HBI2K on Twitter, youtube.com slash HBI2K also, twitch.tv slash Ben Creighton. And you can afford you can foys eind us. <laughs> it's a fawful way to weeble. That's okay. You got distracted by the uh, clicking talk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can always find us here at anchor.fm slash bat rankings. You can subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. You can support the show with a monthly pledge of one five or $10 a month, should you be so inclined. And if you would be so inclined as to give us a five-star rating, wherever you happen to listen, we'd be grateful for that too. We but, do appreciate it. Thank yep. you to everyone who's been supporting us, giving us these, uh, these reviews. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. We, we love uh, hearing from you, uh, mostly on Twitter, just because that's where I live. <laughs> <laughs> and also because we don't really have any other way for people to get a hold of us. Right. <laughs> you can call me if you want. Hey, <laughs> you know, hey, I'm always here. Why not? <laughs> and we'll be here again next week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Bye-bye.